We need something that tells everyone we're the most badass dojo in the valley. Yeah. Sucks that Cobra Kai is such a badass name. What if we just keep that? We spell our Cobra with a K. They can call us Triple K. Like KKK? Yeah, it's probably a bad idea. Welcome to Cobra Kai. Doesn't matter if you're a loser or a nerd or a freak. All that matters is that you become badass. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast, hosted by AC Cristales and Jose Barron. We're the podcast show that breaks down and shares insight gained from the hit Netflix series Cobra Kai. Are you ready? Then fall in. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast. What's going on, Jose? How's it going, man? You surviving this winter storm? Oh, survival is definitely the key word there, man. Doing good now that I'm back on the power grid. I was I was out of commission power wise here for two days, but you know, thankfully, Familia stepped in and helped out. So <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's but good. no, back in La Casa, and you know, ready to move forward that's on awesome, to spring man. and summer. For sure, man. I'm, I'm sure everybody in Texas is feeling that way, man. They're just ready for this winter storm to pass us by. And I'm glad to hear that your family's doing good, man. So appreciate that's, it, man. That's Thank you. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, brother. We're, we're freaking family, dog. All right, man. So let's Hasta go ahead. Hasta la muerte. That's right, bro. Let's go ahead and jump into episode seven, man. I can't believe we have four more episodes to cover, man. But hey, we're going to continue rolling along. But before we get started, man, I just want to give a shout out. We got another review on our Apple podcast about the podcast. So let me just go ahead and read it real quick, man. It says, highly recommend five stars. It's coming from Des Chava. And it says, AC and Jose always bring great energy and do an amazing job at keeping their listeners entertained and engaged. They not only break down each episode of Cobra Kai, but they share encouraging messages and have thought-provoking discussions every single time. I love starting my week with Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast. Des Chava, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that great, great review. Anything you want to add, brother? Just grateful, man. Thank you for her or him <laughs> to yeah. take the time and you know listen to us and enjoy it. Really appreciate it. They have no idea how much it means to us, man. All the we love watching the show. We love breaking it down. We love talking about it. And reviews like that just. Feel the fire, baby. Keep going. <laughs> for sure, bro. For sure. And and one of the things I want to point out that that review said is that we share encouraging messages too. And so that's that's like I said, man. I think that's the difference with us. Not trying to knock on any other Cobra Kai podcast. You know, I went from the inception, man. I wanted this to be a podcast that was, you know, more than just a recap. You know, there's a lot of podcasts that just recap shows. So I wanted us to be able to share the insight that we gained, man. So uh. I'm thankful that there are listeners who are able to get the encouraging messages, man. So, hey, we're just going to keep trucking along, baby. So, Cobra Kai, Season 3, Episode 7. That's where we're at. That's where they find us right now. And Episode 7 is entitled Obstaculos. So, yeah, man, before I read the synopsis, man, I just want to point out, and again, I'm sure you've taken notice of this, but every season so far has had a Spanish episode title. So, Season 1 had Esqueleto. Skeleto, Season yeah. two had pulpo. Pulpo, yes. And now we right. have obstaculos, which means obstaculos. Well, what? Is it, what, what does obstaculos mean in, in English, Monty? Tell us. Uh, obstacles, obstacles. Basically the obstacles, yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So let me read the synopsis, man. It goes like this. 
Daniel spends some father-daughter time with a traumatized Sam. Johnny plans to form a new karate dojo, but struggles to come up with a cool name. All right, brother, go ahead and start us off with one of your favorite scenes. Absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and start off with uh, the intro scene with uh, Sam and Tori at Miyagi-Do. So it starts off, Sam is training at Miyagi-Do. It actually, the camera starts with Mr. a picture of Mr. Miyagi, which, I, you know, it didn't. I didn't really notice first what it meant. But as we talk about through this episode, we're kind of see how, why it starts that way with his picture. Um, but then she steps outside. She's about to take like a drink of water or something, and she hears a noise. And then all you see is her dropping the water and have the shocked look. And it's Tori. Tori's arrived. And of course, Sam's like, what are you doing here? And, um, you know, uh, Tori tells her, you didn't think you could hide from me forever. Then Sam's like, what, you're going to break my arm too? And uh, Tori quickly is just like, hey, you're going to, you let that happen. You didn't fight back. You just went home and cried to mom. Yeah. Mom's not here, you know? And then they start to fight. They go at it, you know, um, not, doesn't take too long before uh, Tori starts dominating. And um, as they're fighting, you know, um, she's saying that, you know, Tori tells her that she deserves much worse than, um, you know, than what happened to Dimitri and that like Robbie and Miguel was all her fault. Before you know it, Tori's basically backing her up. Like she's gotten the upper hand. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah. And then she knocks her down near the uh, pond where they were her and Robbie trained in uh, season two. And, you know, she just like, grabs her hair and dunks it dunks her head into the pond and uh and i'm thinking wow at this point in time i'm like dang what a dark way to start the episode but then of course you know she wakes up and it's gasping for air it was a dream basically it was a dream dream. or a nightmare or a nightmare yeah or a nightmare yeah (laughs) but basically (laughs) but basically you know what the last three episodes have been scenes you know it started off with dimitri getting his arm broken now we didn't actually see it but you know he we hear the sound and him screaming in pain. And then of course, last episode or last, yeah, last episode was the Hawk and Brooks and how just intense it was of him just wailing on him. Hell yeah. Nonstop Brooks. <laughs> Brooks. <laughs> and then of course now what drowning someone, you know, that, you know, drowning her in the, in the pond. Yeah. So I just thought that that was, you know, like, wow, three darks scenes back to back to back you know but you know what man you know what man before you continue dude that's one of the things that i enjoyed about the season and we haven't really mentioned it because obviously we're going one by one but Mm -hmm. i remember telling somebody about season three and i said you know what's so badass about season three is that every episode has some sort of fight and we didn't have that in, in season two you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, one of the things that people were complaining about in season two was that it was too much teenage drama. But this one, like you said, and I'm glad you pointed it out, there's there's freaking like ass kicking every every episode. <laughs> and so we see that brothers ass kicking every single episode, man. So that's pretty cool, man. One of the things I noticed while I was, you know, preparing for this podcast, man, I didn't even make this connection in real time. Technically, I only made it yesterday. OK. And this is a connection from part three karate kid part three this is when i don't know if you remember part three very well uh when mark mike barnes showed up at uh at miyagi's house to confront daniel because daniel had called the police on them for stealing the bonsai trees (laughs) i'm laughing dude i'm laughing because i love that you remember that dog because i don't really remember that i thought you were going to tell me about 
when Mike Barnes walked into the to the bonsai bonsai tree store. Remember, tree store. Where he oh, jacked it yeah. up. <laughs> but go ahead, yeah. my bad, Doug. <laughs> no, no, no. It just I, like I said, it, it. I didn't catch it in real time. And yeah, Daniel was training on like a punching bag, and then uh, Mike Barnes comes in, and Daniel is like, "Hey, man, get out of here." <laughs> you know, and then they start squabbing, and then Terry Silver steps in and kind of pretends to save the day. Sorry, oh, I, I remember thing. that. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was just like that because I think Barnes had Daniel on the ground. He had his foot on his throat and said, "Your karate's a joke." <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, okay, I get that. So basically, yeah. did you connect it because basically Tori's kicking Sam's ass? Is that why you connected it like that? Because basically, and they're at Miyagi's house. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. There you go, bro. I like that. Oh, and because they're at Miyagi's house. Okay, very good. All right. So what else with that scene, man? The last thing I took down because of the title of the uh, episode, um, Tori is Sam's obstacle. Uh, basically, I love how you're seeing that, bro. Because I, I'm, I was as I was going through this again, you know, rewatching it, man. That's how I was looking at it. All right, obstacles means obstacle. So let me go ahead and pick some obstacles. So that's dope, bro. I'm, I'm glad you saw it like that too. But no, that was it. And that was, you know, it's a good start to the episode, I guess, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. So really, you know, dream sequence, nightmare, however you want to call it. And from what I got from the episode is that Sam subconsciously is taking blame for what has happened to Miguel and Robbie. Because even Tori said, Robbie, Miguel, look where they're at. It's all your fault. You know, she's basically blaming Sam for all that, man. So my thoughts with that, though, man, are you can't control what other people do, man. And so Sam... And it's really going to tie into the conversation that Sam has with her dad, you know, later on in the episode, man. She's really taking yeah. blame for all that. But my first thought as I was looking at this, you know, scene by scene from the beginning to the end is that you can't control what other people do. Look, Robbie chose to kick Miguel off the ledge. Right. That wasn't Sam's doing. Was he pissed that Sam and Miguel had kissed? Yeah, no doubt. However, was there a better way that he could have handled that? Hell yeah. You know, yes. he could he could have found, he could have found another girl, bro. He could have busted a, a Zach Morris move. You know what I'm saying? He could have taken a girl named Kimberly to the Max or to any other place where Sam would be, and he could have made her jealous by drinking a strawberry milkshake with two straws. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I gotta get that saved by the butt connection. He could have done that, dude. And so, but what we're seeing is, you know, Sam, and again, this is something that the season has set up is that Sam is feeling a certain way. So now we see she's taking the blame. She's feeling guilty. She's, you know, having these panic attacks because it's she's taking all of it on her, that it's her fault the way that things have happened, you know, with Miguel, with Robbie. So that's what I got from it. And it was a good scene, man. Good way to start. It because is. like you said, yeah. I was like, shit, <laughs> Tori's kicking <laughs> Sam's ass. You know what I'm saying? So right, yeah. definitely good, bro. Definitely good. All right, man, let me take you to my first favorite scene. And obviously, man, it's the next one right off the bat, dude. It's Johnny, you know, back with his unorthodox training, man. And he's training Miguel and he's calling Miguel Slowpoke. You know, he's telling him, move those gimp legs. So my first question to you, bro, before I continue, is would you want Johnny as your coach or as your sensei? You know, just the Absolutely. way that... Absolutely. Yeah? Really? Oh, I, go ahead. Finish. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. No, nah, you're good, bro. <laughs> I like that you said it quick, man. But yeah, just I was going to say just the way he's talking to Miguel, you know, calling him, calling him a Slowpoke, you know, telling him about gimp legs, you know, especially... In the day and age that we live in today, man, in fact, Axel and I were talking about that today, man, how everything's so PC, man. You got to be careful what you say. But here, Johnny, he's, you know, telling Miguel, hey, you're a slowpoke. You know, you have gimpy legs and all that. And so that's why I wanted to ask you that, man. So would you want him as your coach? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I should, I let my son be coached by him, man, because you know what? <laughs> he brings that old school mentality and you know what? That's kind of the generation we grew up in. Maybe, you know, we, like I grew up with my tios and tias calling me much worse. <laughs> you <Okay>. know, <laughs> so, That's cool, bro. I like that. Okay. Yeah. So it just wasn't encouraging, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's the reason why I ask you, man, because <laughs> You know, you can find people who are like, well, you got to you got to speak to them in a different way. But sometimes, man, you got to give them that tough love, bro. You exactly. Know? And, uh, not not to the point where you're like making them feel like crap, man. But yeah, dude, you know, I think if you do it in love, here, here's the thing, man. I'll, I'll say this, man. I remember, you know, one of the cool things about just, you know, being an assistant principal is having the relationships that I have with the coaches. And so there's certain kids, man, that we have nicknames for, you know. And it's not done in a bad way or, uh, you know, disrespectful way. It's more love. And so I guess if you have that relationship with that kid, you can talk to him that way. So Johnny has that relationship with Miguel. So he can, you know, call him, you know, move your gimp legs or call him a slow poke because he's doing it out of love. You know what I'm saying? So I hope that makes sense, man. It's kind of like, you know, if you say something, I don't know. I don't have a son, man. So. I have to be honest, I'm a little more careful with Isabella, you know what I'm saying, because she's a girl, and not to say that girls are soft, I'm just saying, you know, me personally, that's just the way I want to raise my daughter, I want to, I don't want to speak to her, you know, negatively, but I think if I had a son, it'd be a lot different, you know what I'm saying, because, yeah, like you said, you know, Theo's and Theo's, I mean, I had an older brother, bro, who who would, uh, you know, he would beat my <laughs> ass, man, you know what I'm saying, and so, uh, yes. yeah, bro. So anyways, he's calling him Slowpoke, telling him to move those gimp legs. And so we see Miguel, he's on crutches, and he's doing his best to overcome obstacles, obstacles. obstacles. So yep. Johnny has created, man, this home-type physical therapy place, man, the apartment building's parking lot and is his apartment. So that basically means that Braden is out. Braden, yeah, Yamato, Braden his services are no longer needed, <laughs> longer <man>. needed. <laughs> So, yeah. So there's some funny stuff, man. Miguel's, you know, doing sit-ups while he holds on to a mini keg. And, you know, Johnny has to get his little pour, you know what I'm saying? And so, and then I love when Miguel thinks that he's getting the hang of it, you know, because he's maneuvering much quick, quicker, you know, with his crutches. Johnny throws him a medicine ball that drops Miguel to the ground, man. But, and it's just, again, funny scene. You know, Johnny's looking through a magazine of models entitled Summer Swimsuits. And Miguel does his does some exercises with his legs. So as as Miguel is doing his exercises, Johnny's like looking good, looking real good. But I know he's not talking about Miguel's form, brother. He's talking about that curvaceous body on the pages, man. So exactly. Then yeah. we see a shot of Miguel on crutches, you know. And again, he's walking on this balance beam. And this time, when Johnny throws him the medicine ball, he catches it. So he's ready. He's ready, bro. And I like that. I like that. You know, Miguel at this point, he's healed. You know, they high five each other. It's a feel good moment. Again, that's one of the best things. Again, I'll, I'll I'll keep repeating that until I don't see it anymore. But that's one of the best things about this show is the connection and relationship that Miguel and Johnny have. So I want to point this song out, though, man. It's um, t- tell us the name of the, t- the title of the song, because I didn't get it. I just got the lyrics. What's the title of the song? It's I Want to Be Somebody by Wasp. Well, it's, it sounds like Wasp, but it's W-A-S-P. That's Wasp. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, That's Wasp. Yeah, so the lyrics, you know, were like, I want to be somebody, which is pretty cool, right? And so at that moment, we see Miguel throwing the crutches into the dumpster. We see Johnny throwing the wheelchair into the dumpster. And my boy's healed. Now, I want to point that out, right? Because I'm not going to lie, man. I've read and heard from people uh, nitpicking that Miguel was walking too soon. But come on, man. This is a TV show. You know, this yeah, isn't right. reality, bro. Yeah, it probably in real life would have taken Miguel many months of therapy. 
But for the sake of the show, can we just accept that my boy Miguel is back? The timeline of the show. Yeah. yeah. Can we just accept he's back? He overcame his obstacles. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, man, I, right. like, I like that as they threw. But check this out. Okay. Because I want to tie it to the song because I think it was very intentional. I like that as they threw the items, the crutches and the wheelchair into the dumpsters, the song's lyrics playing in the background changed from I want to be somebody to I'm gonna be somebody. Did you notice that? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah so that was pretty cool, man. Sports. Because to me, that was Johnny and Miguel's proclamation that they were gonna be somebody. So it's no longer I want to be somebody. It's I'm going to be somebody who overcome our obstacles. So whether it's being a better man, father, or sensei, that's Johnny, right? He wants to be a better man, father, right. or sensei. He's gonna become that. And whether it's you know in Miguel's case to walk again or to fight again, he's gonna do that. So. It has to be intentional, man. At least that's how I saw it. I want, I want to think right, that, yeah. that the director and the producers <laughs> were thinking that as well, man. So anyways, man, I love that scene, brother. I know it takes us into the next scene. So, hey, go ahead and take the next scene that, that pretty much backs up this scene. All right, because I know I've been Absolutely. talking a lot. So go ahead and take it. Unless you want to yeah, add, no, do you want to add anything to that? Just one little thing. Yeah, for this, sure. This, this, I mean, everything that you mentioned is great. Exactly what I had on my mind. Um, I love the cinematography, the slow mode. You know, as they're slow, as they're t- taking the crutches in the wheelchair, the slow mo. Oh, that's dope! The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the song playing in the background. I just thought that was great. And I also took down Braden. Who like we don't need Braden anymore. <laughs> yeah, we don't need Johnny. Braden. <laughs> <laughs> don't need Braden anymore. But yeah, great scene. Love it. And uh, I'll, oh yeah, I'll talk about the next one. This is uh, it's still Johnny and Miguel. They're inside his apartment. Uh, Johnny is like just focused on his computer and his Facebook Messenger. Hell yeah, Miguel's. <laughs> <laughs> Miguel's shouting out uh, suggestions or names for their new dojo. And uh, first he suggests like Johnny Lawrence karate or strike hard karate. And uh, he's at the refrigerator when he's doing this and he sees that Johnny's kind of not paying attention. So he goes and he sits down right next to him, right in front of him. And then of course, Johnny tells, uh, asks him, uh, how long does it take Facebook messages to get delivered? Yeah. Allie lives in Colorado. <laughs> so probably a while, right? <laughs> He thinks it's the U.S. mail. Yeah, snail <laughs> mail, course, baby. Snail mail. <laughs> snail mail. <laughs> and then uh, Miguel, you know, tells him straight up, it's instantaneous. Yeah. So basically, it's sort of already been delivered. And then, of course, he goes on to suggest more names like uh, All-American Karate. And um, Johnny's like, that's not good enough. We need something that tells everyone we're the most badass dojo in the valley. And Miguel's like, yeah, it sucks that Cobra Kai was such a badass name. It is. Um, <laughs> and then Johnny comes up with the brilliant idea to say, what if we spell Cobra with a K? We could call it Triple K. <laughs> Miguel quickly. Yeah, I did too. And Miguel quickly says, you mean KKK? And then Johnny realizes it and he's like, probably not a good idea. <laughs> so uh, we'll figure it out. So he kind of sets it to the side on his mind. You know, it's like, we'll figure it out. But first we need students. And then Miguel tells him, hey, it's going to be my first day back at school today. I could do some recruiting. But where are we going to train? And Johnny's just like, let me handle it. You know, taking ownership, you know. Yeah. yeah. And um, so this, again, to tie it back to the title, this is his obstacle. Johnny is going to find a new dojo location. And a new name. Okay. So, and again, he's determined, like you said, he's going to be somebody like I just now tied it into what you just said about that. So he's going to, he's going to do it. He's not going to let this obstacle stop him and just the determination and and Johnny and the motivation, man. So great scene. Great scene, man. (laughs) And I got a couple of questions with this scene though, man. Um, My first one is 
why the hell didn't Johnny just go take Cobra Kai back? He started it, bro. He started it. He made it kick ass. He made it successful. Why didn't he just say, I'm going to go reclaim it? What do you think, man? Because seriously, bro, as, as I'm as I was watching this, I'm like, and we're going to get to the name. And that's probably one of the things that <laughs> really irks me, but not so much now. But anyways, I don't want to step ahead. But seriously, why yeah. didn't he declare? Why didn't he just say, you know what? Screw that. I'm going to go get this Cobra Kai back. What do you think? I, I think it maybe has to do with just maybe his lack of resources. Because, again, this is one of the unanswered questions in this episode or in this whole season is how is Johnny getting funds, man? You Johnny know, or I mean, he's, Johnny or Chris? Johnny. OK, no, Johnny. Okay. Yeah. Well, because we know that one, Chris, we haven't they haven't answered that one at all. Yeah, yeah. But we think we know where it's coming from the crease side but johnny he just you know maybe he just doesn't want anything to do with cobra kai or he like i said he either doesn't have the resources to confront and overtake crease or uh he just maybe just wants to close that chapter of his life and no more cobra kai and start fresh that's that's what i'm thinking um you know yeah man i i don't know you know that's i guess that's what really irked me because i'm like all right dude come on you know you started it like i said go ahead and take it but anyways uh, we'll deal with that later, man. But the next thing with that is uh, Johnny. I, I want to point this out, man. And you mentioned it. You know, he's kind of he's focused on the Facebook message that Ali hasn't sent yet. You know what I'm saying? And he showed his ignorance thinking that it's going to take a while because she's in Colorado. But anyways, man, I, I love that, bro, because uh, I want to I want to tell you why I think the reason she hasn't responded yet. All right. And it's because okay. it's because of his whack ass response. Not much you. That's it, bro. Johnny. That's yeah. why she hasn't responded, bro. Seriously. Because not only that, you spelled you with the letter U. You know what I'm saying? Right, I'm telling exactly. you, if Johnny would have sent the long message, Allie would have thought, wow, this guy right here, he's a breath of fresh air. Look at the detail that he wrote. Look at this, man. You know, because just like men, and I mentioned this, right? I mentioned this in the last podcast. Just like men want a woman with depth. A woman also wants a man with some level of profoundness, bro. Profoundness, you know, that intellectual exactly. intellectual ability to penetrate deeply into ideas, man. You know what I'm saying? So a woman doesn't want a boy, bro. She wants a man, dude. So anyways, <laughs> I just thought about that, bro. Like, come on, Johnny. That's why she didn't respond back. I guarantee you, bro. Exactly. If you would have sent that other message, she would have responded. So here's another question, bro. Here, I want to ask you this. Would you have written her back? Would you have been like, Allie, um, I'm sorry my message was so short been busy on the project uh what i meant to say was this would you have done that <laughs> if it were me or, yeah. or me yeah no, i'm, I'm asking you bro if you were if you were johnny would you have done that i, I probably wouldn't i would have uh, like hey bro, my bad yeah i would have written out another message just because i mean come, i gave her nothing basically you thank know what I mean? you thank you you gave, I her, gave nothing. her nothing to to respond to so she's probably like okay maybe he's not interested in talking you know or something like that no i am interested you exactly. know exactly <laughs> he's probably how old is this guy 13 years old what not much you what the hell seriously bro i would have responded in fact that's how i would have started sorry my response was so short been busy on a project what i meant to say was this you know what i'm saying seriously bro so exactly <laughs> yeah definitely man cobra kai is a badass name and we're going to talk about that a little bit later so that's where their obstacle is i love that you pointed that out that's the obstacle of this uh, episode for Johnny is okay. Where are we going to train? You know, where are we going to get more students, man? So I love that, dude. All right, man. So let me take you to the next favorite scene for me, man. Um, real quick, I don't want to spend so much time on it, man, but it's just we see Daniel um, noticing, finally noticing is what I pointed out 
that Sam is struggling, you know, and I guess as we've talked about before, because we both are parents, man, we want to make sure that we have a connection with our daughters, man, and our kids, not just our daughters, but, you know, our sons as well. I don't have a son, but for you, with our sons. Yeah. And so I like that he admits that. He admits that he hasn't been able to see that Sam is struggling. And I love this part. I love that Amanda provides the suggestion for them just to take the day off and spend it together, man. So that's going right. to set up, you know, set up the, the rest of the episode between Daniel and Sam. And so just wrote this down, man. There's nothing like spending time, time with your kids. And you mentioned that, bro, right? You mentioned about the importance of time. So again, real quick scene, man. And I just wanted to point that out. I liked it. What about you? What did you think about that? Yeah, no, I agree completely. It was, it was very quick. Uh, I did write it down and uh, I agree with everything you said. The only thing um, I, I, I will add is, you know, I like how just Daniel, like you said, admitted it and he drops everything, drops everything to uh, for Sam. Yeah. You know, because these are the times that our kids need us, man. They may not look like it, but these are the t- times. So, yeah, he dropped everything and spent the day with her and just was there for her, man. And we'll talk more about it. Yeah, as for the sure. episode goes. For sure. We'll go into more deeper. <laughs> All right, brother. Go ahead and take us to the next thing. I think uh, I know where you're going. Goes. You think so? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Johnny Dojo shopping. <laughs> oh, no, That's, really? Okay. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Let, uh, me, let me take it then. Let me take it a little bit. Okay. Let me take it after this. Yeah, before before Johnny goes looking for the new places. All right, so the next thing for me is actually Miguel back, man. He's back at school, oh, dude. okay. He's back at school, the champion, the hero. You know, I love that they have signs for him and stuff. I like that, oh, man. Yeah, and, so, and then, you know, we, we see him and Hawk, you know, just kind of, you know, I don't want to say rekindling their friendship, man, but we see Hawk, you know, Hawk is, you know, still being cool with him and stuff. And so glad to see him. Yeah. He's glad to see him. Obviously Miguel doesn't want to be a part of Cobra Kai anymore, man. And so, um, you know, we see him run into Dimitri, right? He wasn't able, Miguel wasn't able to tell Hawk that he doesn't want to be a part of, of Cobra Kai anymore because basically, you know, Hawk is all excited because he's like, look, man, Cobra Kai is killing it. And Miguel, again, loyalty. I want to tie it to what we spoke about on the right. last podcast. Loyalty. He's loyal to Johnny, man. And so anyways, he runs into Dimitri, notices that his arm is broken, doesn't really know how, you know, and, and Dimitri says, well, we need to talk. So again, I guess I, I like that because of the setup and I like it because of um, just the love that they showed. They showed my boy Miguel, man, because you know me, I'm, I'm a I'm a Miguel fanboy, man. Yeah. So not only this, I will say this. I love it because Yasmin, you know, we see Yasmin a little bit more. So Yasmin disses, she disses Dimitri, right? Doesn't want to sign his cast and tells him this. I like this line from her. I don't know why I liked it, but she says, at least before when you were being a thorn in my tit, pretty interesting line there, you were giving me an A in science. And so now Dimitri is useless to her because he's defective as she uses. So again, man, I, I don't know why I like this scene. I guess I just like the whole thorn in my side, you know, just analogy, man. Mm-hmm. So wanted to point that out but here let me ask you yeah. something man you know dimitri um you know tells me go hey you know we need a lot to talk about so i'm curious man why how the hell did miguel not know that uh, that hawk broke his arm like seriously bro was miguel not on social media because I, I guarantee you there's a lot of people from the school that were probably posting about how hawk broke his arm so was miguel not on social media i guarantee you mitch probably posted that shit that same night that, hey, my boy right. Hawk broke somebody's arm. So is Miguel not on social media? What are your thoughts, bro? Seriously, those are, I'm telling you, this episode probably had me asking a lot of questions, bro. So did you think about that? Because how the hell did Miguel not know that Hawk broke Dimitri's arm? Social right. media. No, you, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? In real time, I didn't even 
think about that? Like, how did Miguel not know? You know, did Hawk not? I mean, I'm sure Hawk visited more than one time in the hospital. You know, it it's one of those, you know, storylines that probably wasn't shared. But yeah, I, and it's not until we started breaking it down that I told myself, dang, Miguel didn't know, right? But um, I kind of, I like the fact that Dimitri just didn't volunteer the information right away. Like he didn't just, you know, hey, trash talk hawk and which hey if he did cool no problem right but you know his first concern was hey the comeback kid you know glad to see him welcome back like that was his first initial response and it's not till miguel questioned it hey man what happened to your arm and and then he you know probably went into detail about what happened but yeah i i that's a that's a good question as to how Miguel didn't. It, it doesn't know. it doesn't make sense, man. There's a lot of things in this episode that don't make sense to me, and that for one doesn't. Unless Miguel is just that type of kid who doesn't have social media and doesn't use it. I'm yeah. not saying that that doesn't exist because there are teenagers who don't get on social media, but I don't know, man. Maybe so. he was just trying to distance himself from Cobra Kai, and maybe just not looking. But then again. Hawk would have probably said something being Hawk. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. He, tweet, he tweeted that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, or you know what? Maybe he couldn't because then that would have been evidence. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too deep now. I'm You're thinking, thinking too deep, deep, bro, because yeah. kids nowadays, man, what do they call I think they call it uh, clout chasing, man. Clout chasing. So ah. where they'll, they'll say anything and do anything, you know, to get some clout, get some power, man. So anyways, all right, brother, take us to Johnny looking for new dojos, man. That's where you're going to go. Yeah, so this one, um, he first goes to what appears to be this modern modern gym, like a like a twenty four hour fitness in a way, lifetime and uh, <laughs> lifetime or life. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got uh, he's while well, he's talking to the salesman, he's like drinking juice, and uh, the salesman tells you know starts to tell him that they have locker rooms and steam rooms, which you know hey seems pretty excessive for, for what Johnny wanted, but hey. Excuse me. He's listening to it. And then, of course, the salesman asks him, hey, how's the, how's the juice? It's the best juice I ever had. And then uh, he starts to tell him, you know what? I got a couple of people sniffing around, but you look, you have that look in your eye. Like, you know, you see a good deal when when one comes around or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, so should I start the paperwork? Johnny thinks he's like dealing with Armand or something. And he's like, <laughs> who needs paperwork? I'll take it. Yeah. And the, and the guy brings him back down to earth. The sales guy brings him back down to earth. And he's like, well, we still need a contract, you know, and I got to run your credit. And he's like, I prefer you <laughs> not to. He kind of whispers it, you know, prefer you uh, not to. And uh, and then he's like, what do you say? We skip all that crap and just do an old fashioned handshake deal. And like men, I think he says, you know, and, but the guy doesn't go for it. Right. <laughs> so so then he. Um, it shows him going to what appears to be an old warehouse, really. That's yeah, <laughs> what it appears basically. to be. Yeah. You said this is the fourth space you've seen today? Yeah, yeah. It's trying to work within a budget. Well, this place is as cheap as they come. Had to knock a couple hundred off because of the asbestos. They think they got it all. You know, the few coats of paint, little elbow grease, I think I can make this work. So how much are we talking? Three grand. Three grand? Are you serious? This place sucks. Where's the juice bar? Where's the steam room? There was a vending machine down the hall, but some homeless guy crapped in it. I drove all the way down here thinking this place would be affordable. This is LA, pal. You want a roof and four walls, it's gonna cost you. So you're telling me this place is free? Yeah. Like, totally free, no strings attached. Yeah, it's free. 
so I can do karate here. All the way from that trash can, all the way to that tree. You can do whatever you want. It's a public park. Can I get back to my family now? Yeah, yeah, thanks. Johnny, again, you know, thinking positive. He's like, you know what? A few <laughs> coats of paint, a little elbow grease, I can make this work. How much are we talking about? You know, he's basically asking how much. And he's like, three grand. <laughs> when I said three grand, <laughs> just, you know what? Uh, sorry, you know, we've been doing the blood in, blood out. So it just reminded me to the four G's. I'm sorry. I had to do it, man. <laughs> hey, I got another one coming. So it's all good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, uh, and then so Johnny's like, are you serious? This place sucks. Like his mindset just changed from optimism to reality. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um so then he's like starts complaining kind of he's like where's the juice bar where's the steam room and then he's like well there's a vending machine but some homeless or down the hall but uh, some what is this some homeless guy took a crap in it and he's like man i thought this place was affordable and the homeboy tells it to him straight man it's la you know uh you want a roof and four walls it's gonna cost you sure man heck yeah (laughs) so uh but then the final one um you see johnny just the camera's on johnny and he's just talking and he's uh, obviously he's talking to somebody, but we don't know that yet. And uh, he's he's saying, so you're telling me he's at another location. So he's like, so you're telling me this place is free. No strings attached. Yeah, it's free. And uh, so I can do karate here. And he's like all the way to that trash can to that tree. And he's like, well, you can do whatever you want. It's a public park. <laughs> so he's basically at a park, yeah. you know, at a public park. <laughs> And then the guy finally is just like, can I go back to my family now? So he was just talking to, I guess he was just talking to somebody. Just a who was stranger, bro. Just, yeah. yeah, just a stranger. He probably doesn't even have anything to do with the park, you know, other than the fact that he's there probably enjoying the family. But no, man, you know what? I love, I love Johnny's, like, what's the word? Ah, I'm trying to use, I lost it, bro. No, number one, it was comedic. It was, the whole thing was comedic, comedic value. Yeah, but I just love how Johnny just, you know, knocks down every obstacle that was shown you know like doesn't hold back and it's brutal honesty man i love it when the guy tried to sell him for three g's and he's like what this place sucks (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean Yeah, for sure man but yeah no just johnny man i I, I don't know bro i think maybe the word is persistent you know he's just being persistent you know it's like they say that one quote that persistence is the thing that you know cuts through the rock you know what i'm saying that eventually okay. creates a stream or something like that, man. So kind of paraphrasing it there, man. But yeah, man, persistent. Johnny's very persistent. Determined. I know that you've used that Determined, yeah, many yeah. times to describe him, bro. So yeah, definitely love that, you know, scene for the comedic valley as well, man. My next favorite <laughs> scene, brother, is uh Daniel and Sam, you know, just on the boat, man. Love it. Very calming, dude. And I love it too because we hear that Miyagi was teaching Sam, you know, about balance. You know, Daniel yeah, said, Hey, do you remember the last time that you were here? You know, we you were on the bow. So I had to look a bow, bro, because like, what the hell's bow? So bow is actually the front of the boat. It's the right, front of the boat, the bro. Boat. And so uh, anyways, so that's basically where she learned about balance. And it took me to part one, right? Where Daniel was practicing the kata standing up on the yeah. bow as well. And so uh again, we learn, you know. Like you said, bro, this kind of like post, you know, Karate Kid Part 3, things that happened before uh, Cobra Kai started, you know, and things that happened after, you know, Daniel, you know, had his kids and Miyagi was still in the picture. So they couldn't knock Sam off the boat. So basically, Sam, what I got from that is that from the get go, Sam has been, you know, very athletic and very into karate, you know, and kind of groomed that way. Right. Not only by Daniel, but also by Miyagi, dude. So 
Uh, but then Sam gets mad, you know, because he's trying to figure out, hey, what's going on, you know, and, and she's basically fed up with karate. But there's something deeper than that. Right. And so and he says this, you know, he says, I want to help. And she's like, I can't help. And, and she, he's like, well, I can't if you don't tell me what's going on. And that's business. That's business from Daniel. And when I mean business, I mean, that's good. It's good either he follows through because you mentioned this a couple of minutes ago that even though they want to act and kids want to act like they don't need you, they do need you. You know, they're pushing you back, but you stay there. And so Daniel's like, look, I can't help you if you don't tell me what's going on. And so if you don't tell me how we know what's bothering you, how can I be there for you? And so that's dope, bro, because he wants to be there for his daughter. And finally, you know, she does. She you know, just opens up and says, okay, this is why I froze, right? This is why I'm having panic attacks. This is why, you know, I'm feeling the way that I, that I, I'm feeling right now. I couldn't help Dimitri. Um, I didn't know how to defend myself, man. So I love that, you know, I love that, you know, scene right there, because again, we see Daniel, you know, making sure and, and, and being persistent too. Let me go ahead and say that. Right. Being persistent too, and to trying to figure out, Hey, how can I help my daughter, man? So did you write that scene down as well? Yeah, absolutely. I did. I, I loved it, man. Like I totally agree with what you said, Daniel being persistent. And I, I don't know if this was his tactic or his plan or if it was just great writing, but the way they set it up, like Daniel and her on the boat and her being persistent was perfect because she can't just walk away because they're in the middle of the lake. You know what oh, I'm okay. saying? That's good. That's a good way to look at so, it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just something I noticed, you know, and like you said, yeah, this is, you know, your kid dealing with a difficult situation and the dad just being there, Daniel being there. And like you said, being persistent, you know, cause these are the, like, you know, we touched on earlier. These are the times they need us, man, even though they're trying to push us away. But, uh, but yeah, just great scene. You know, I love it. And, uh, we're going to get into some more of it. Oh later. yeah, for sure. It definitely, it definitely, you know, continues later on. And I think it's one of the most uh, powerful things from this episode, to be honest with you. So, all right, brother, take us to your next favorite scene. Absolutely. The next one is the cafeteria scene. That's uh, this is where um, uh, they're in the cafeteria back at the high school. Dimitri uh, is having a hard time with his tray. He accidentally, which, I don't know how he didn't see Kyler right there. You know what I mean? But hey, because <laughs> it, ha- it has to happen, dude. This is uh, yeah, right. high school cafeteria. You got to <laughs> have a nerd bump into a jock type shit. You know what I'm saying? That happens right. in every other teen movie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So he bumps into Kyler and Kyler sarcastically uh, tells him, oh, did you think I was just going to knock down your tray? Come on, man. I'm Kyler's a dick. That. Kyler's a dick. He I is. Just say He's that? a yeah. jerk, bro. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so instead, he takes his tray, basically, and throws it in the trash. And then uh, he offers to sign his cast. And then so that scene or that part of the scene kind of stops. And then it goes to Mitch. Mitch, um, you know, <laughs> is going to go sit down with Hawk and the rest of the Cobra Kai students. And then Hawk puts up his feet on the uh, on the chair and tells him, you know, it basically denies him. Hawk yeah. denies uh, Mitch and tells him to go sit and uh, to go sit at the rejects table, which where that's where Bert is. Bert is back, baby. Bert is Bert back. Is Bert. <laughs> <laughs> and as he's leaving, man, they're just laughing at him, bro, and calling him a loser and stuff. But then I like this part. Hey, man. I heard about what happened with Dimitri. How could you do that? You should be thanking me for getting revenge on the Miyagi Dos. Besides, they're the ones who started the fight. We finished it. That's not what our sensei taught us. He's not my sensei anymore. After everything sensei launched it for you, you betray him. He betrayed us. Look, this isn't you talking. 
It's crazy. He's got in your head. You can change that if you leave Cobra Kai and join Sensei Lawrence's new dojo. If you come, others will follow. Okay, we can show everyone that we're not a bunch of bullies. It could be like before. And then here, Miguel was being straight up with him, man. He's like, after everything, uh, you know, he did for you, you betrayed him. You, or you betray him. And Hawk's like, he betrayed me. And He betrayed you know, us. He betrayed us. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah, you're right. And um, so then Miguel tells him, you know what? This this isn't you talking. It's Crease. He's gotten into your head. And then, of course, uh, Miguel tries to tell him uh, about what's going on, basically. Like, you know, you can change that if you leave Cobra Kai and, and join uh, Sensei Lawrence's new dojo. Because if you leave, others will follow. And then Hawk, here we go. You know, he's been conflicted, you know, the last yeah, couple of no episodes. Doubt, no doubt. And right here, he kind of perks up, like, his, his vision. And he's like, he has a new dojo. And before they can finish their conversation, you know, it goes back to Kyler. Okay, but hold on, and, hold on before we go yeah, yeah. with Kyler, right? Let me let me add some things real quick before you go on with Kyler. So last episode, I've been talking about Hawk and his loyalty. So so much for loyalty in this episode, man. Loyalty's kicked out the door because now he's dissing Mitch. You know what I'm saying? He's sending Mitch to Siberia, bro, with the mutants. That's <laughs> that, that's a can't buy me love reference right there. And so <laughs> and he's making it clear that he chose Crease over Johnny. And it's Johnny who helped them, bro. But it's funny how quickly things change, bro, right? When when, exactly. when you realize that Johnny can't do anything for you anymore, he's going to go on to somebody else. So it's crazy how people are, man. And, you know, I'm not going to spend time on that. I could spend a lot of time on that, but I'm right. not. But anyways, again, so, you know, Hawk isn't loyal. He isn't loyal to, to Mitch. He isn't loyal to, to the people that were there from the get-go, I guess is where I'm getting at, man. But like you said, bro, I, I do love that Miguel is, you know, he's he's being smarter. You know, that's what I noted. And I love what he said. He's like, look, we can be like before. We can show everyone we're not a bunch of bullies. And I love that, bro, because when Cobra Kai started with Johnny in season one and he helped Miguel, it wasn't about Miguel becoming a bully. It was about Miguel being able to stand up to the bullies and not take their abuse and not take their shit and stand up to cats like Kyler. And you know what, bro? It's crazy. As I'm saying that, that's going to tie in in the next episode. Or what Cobra Kai was really about and how right. it helped Miguel. So I don't want to go there. But as I was saying that, I'm like, man, that, <laughs> that makes sense. Cobra Kai was never about becoming a bully like Hawk is being, like Kyler's being. It was about how do we stand up to these guys? So there you go, bro. Take us to what Kyler did. Kyler the dick. <laughs> so basically, yeah. Basically, Kyler. <laughs> what calls, a name, right? Uh, my bad, dude. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. <laughs> so basically, Kyler calls everyone's attention back to himself and Dimitri. And he points everyone's attention to Demetrius' cast. He basically drew a penis on his cast. And then, of course, everybody starts laughing, bro. Everybody in the whole cafeteria starts laughing. And um, Demetri just kind of walks away with his head down, man. Just like he's been humiliated, bro, to be honest. And then it goes back to Hawk and Miguel. Love this, man. Uh, Miguel tells him. So these are your new friends now. Yeah, hell yeah. I love that, man. I love that. And um, I love this scene because, you know, number one, it got Hawk thinking when he was telling him about Johnny's new dojo and to join. Um, In a way, I'm not trying to give him the benefit of the doubt or anything, but I don't know, maybe part of me thinks Hawk feels stuck, you know, like he can't get out of it. Like he kind of wants to, but he can't, you know what I mean? And um, you know what? Hawk forgot where he came from, man. I, I wrote that down. Hawk forgot where he came from because Hawk, Dimitri, and or Eli back then, 
and Miguel, they had a little bond, like a little, you know, in the beginning of uh, what was it, season one and two, right? They had a like a little bond or connection. Homeboys. Yeah, yeah, they were friends. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they were friends. They, they were there from the get go. Like they were there they before were there. He, before he was popular, bro. Before he could offer anything. Exactly, and then now he's boys with Kyler, or he's teammates with Kyler, who bullied him. You know, who bullied uh, Hawk. You know, so I'm like. Nah, man, that's just, that's not something I would have ever done, I guess. I'm just putting myself in his shoes, man. I would never team up or be homeboys with somebody who bullied me, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. No, and what I wrote down, man, number one, I love that Yasmin, you know, kind of noticed, not kind of, oh, yes. she noticed that, you know, Dimitri was being laughed at. So it made her remember how she felt, which is going to tie, tie in a little bit later. And like you said, bro, I love what Miguel said. I don't want to repeat it because you said it perfectly, but I do want to make a connection. He should have told them this. He should have told them your onda will never be my onda. Be my onda. <laughs> <laughs> Another blood in blood out reference. He's basically he should have told Hawk, look, man, that you can do that. That's your thing, but it's not my thing. And so I just love the leader that Miguel is becoming, who he is in that moment, because he could have fell into that trap, but he didn't. He chose to stay loyal to Johnny. So Man, love that scene. Next scene for me, man, is is just Sam again with Daniel, and she's still being stubborn. But as you said, bro, as you said, you know, this is this is a time where even though your kids may be stubborn and they may push you away, continue to be there for them. You know, there's one thing that I learned from adolescent psychology that I took that class, you know, UT Dallas, bro, is this that that adolescence is the age where your teenagers will tell you they don't need you. But in reality, in reality, they do need you. So don't let them, you know, just don't let them push you away, man. You continue to be there. And that's what Daniel does, man. And so he finally, you know. He, he can tell, bro. I mean, it's evident. You know, she's feeling, she's feeling, she's hurting, bro. You know, she's blaming herself and blaming yourself is a dangerous thing, man. You know, she's taking that burden. She's feeling depressed. She's feeling lonely. She says she's alone, man. You know, she's scared. She's afraid. She's going to tie into it. That's going to tie into a little bit later too. But I love what yeah. Daniel tells her. So after she says all that she says, you know, again, basically, I'm just going to sum it up real quickly that, you know, she's afraid She's feeling alone, all this stuff. Daniel says, look, you're not alone. And I love what he says. No matter what you're feeling, it's nothing to be ashamed of. And that's great, bro, because you you don't ever want to dismiss somebody's feelings. You know, her feelings are valid, bro. I love that. You know, I hate when people dismiss people's feelings. It's valid. You know, she feels that way. Okay, now let's work on what we can do to help you feel better. So good job by Daniel right there, being a good dad. Anything you want to add to that scene? Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, I, you know, these are the conversations that, uh, you know, I have to look forward to with my daughter, man. It's what I took down. That's what I wrote is these are the conversations that I have to look forward to, man. And just uh, again, to piggyback what you just said is, yeah, Daniel stepped up, man. He he was there for her. and because uh, Sam is traumatized, man. She, it's like she, it's really affecting her very bad. And, you know, he didn't um, just tell her to get over it or, or, or make it not seem like a big deal. He yeah. listened. He did. And um, here's something I tied it back to, to your other podcast. Daniel was being her anchor, bro. Ah, you know, thank you. shout thank out you to Mission Driven. Shout out to Mission Driven. Mission Driven, bro. Yeah. So, because we all need an anchor, bro. And right here, man, Daniel's being Sam's anchor, bro. In a way, you know, or at least no, he is. He doesn't want her to think about it, bro. You know, we don't want to, you know, dive in too much into that, man. But he doesn't want her to fall and drown in that water of depression that ocean of depression man to use that you know analogy or that metaphor bro because man you know once you get depressed and once you start blaming yourself and feeling guilty man you can 
you can just wallow in that misery for a long time. And he doesn't want that for his daughter. I don't think any dad wants that for their kids, man. So good, good connection, man. And thank you for the shout out, bro. Uh, no problem. My <laughs> All right, brother, take us to the next thing. Next favorite scene. The next one is Johnny at the high school. Uh, so <laughs> I got some questions <laughs> about that too, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So um, Johnny shows up at the high school and uh, he goes up to Miguel Miguel's surprised to see him. He's like, how did you get through security? He's like, man, I went to school here. I know all the secret ways to get in and out. And, you know, he, t- he brings good news that he found a sweet spot for their new dojo. And so he asked him, how's, how's recruiting coming along? And Miguel kind of gives him that look of disappointment. He's like, oh, it's that bad. And, you know, Miguel tries to tell him, hey, you know, everything has changed. You know, Cobra Kai drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Johnny didn't understand the reference because he's like, what's wrong with the Kool-Aid? You know, he's he probably oblivious. It's literal. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then, of course, that Tensei Priest has turned them into an army of a-holes. And, you know, so they're in the hallway at this point, And um, he sees his old students and Hawk down the hallway. And so he, he goes and he approaches them. I screwed up. And I'm sorry. I made it about me. And that's not what a sensei does. I took the easy way out. I gave up. What happened here at this school? It rocked me to my core. Couldn't look myself in the eye, let alone face all of you. Yeah. I guess it makes it easier to tell yourself that. But the truth is, you bailed on us long before that fight happened. You got soft, and we paid the price. You listen up. When you came into my dojo, you were softer than a baby's ass. I made you what you are, not Crease. He doesn't give a shit about you, about any of you. So if you want to keep whining about the past like a bunch of pussies, fine. We can play that game. You want to stick with Crease? Go ahead. Don't say I didn't warn you when your life ends up in the shitter. Or you could sack up and join my dojo. Haven, Hurst, and Magnolia, tomorrow at 4. If you want to save yourselves and train the right way, you better be there. I like the scene, man. I just like how he confronts his students, man. Confronts his students, too. And, tell, and he was, like, honest with them, man. And he put Hawk in his place. I love that, man. And he put Hawk in his place. Because even though Hawk's been conflicted and he's, you know, kind of, you know, doesn't know or acts like he's confused, like he kind of wants to, he, he acts differently, which is something that you touched on, you know, in the past episodes. It's like when he's alone, it's like you can kind of talk to him. But he's when he's with this Cobra Kai you know dojo friends he acts totally different man so i like how he, johnny put him in his place man for sure well to use a sociological term man he's code switching so what that basically means man around a certain group you know you act a certain way and around another group you act a certain way so you cut you code switch man so uh two questions that i had you know and johnny basically answered the first one how the hell did he get into the high school man no visitors badge no nothing he's like all right he knows the secret ways so i guess dude but what does that say about security of that high school and then the second question man the second question well before i ask that is this i want to point this out man i love johnny like you said bro you know he confronted hawk and he and he was honest i love that about him and i love what he said this he said if you want to live in the past and wine that's fine we can play that game 
And the reason why I love that is because, look, man, we all encounter obstacles and we sometimes fail in overcoming them. Like, seriously, there's some obstacles that we don't overcome. But if we live in the past and we complain about those things, you know, living in the past and whining, as Johnny said, then we'll never move forward, man. And so that's why I love it, you know, especially since we're tying uh, these these scenes, man, to obstacles, to obstacles, man. So I love that, man. And so the next thing I want to ask you, bro, he says, yeah, you know, if you stick with Crease, this is what's going to happen to you. Why do you think Johnny said that, man, that if you stick with Crease, if you end up with Crease, your life will end up in the shitter? Why do you think he said that? I think I'm just basing, I'm basing it just basically on his uh, his own experiences, what happened to him. Basically, after he lost to Daniel, like, Crease outcasted him, man. Like, like that in a second after everything Johnny had done for him. Like, loyalty didn't mean crap. I think Crease was just more mad that he lost to uh, Daniel and Miyagi. <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, it's just his personal experiences. So, he knows it's not good. And what happened, to, he doesn't want what happened to him to happen to his students. No doubt. And that's that's what I taught it as well. I mean, he, he knows firsthand what it is to be a crease disciple what it is to drink crease's kool-aid and he's kind of like he's he's not gonna say this because johnny you know he's he takes pride in himself but he's not gonna say hey do you want to end up like me (laughs) because basically look at the way johnny's life ended up you know before cobra kai before he found miguel his life was in the shitter man so it's basically saying do you want your life to be like mine that's the way i take it so like you said about personal experience man all right, brother. Next favorite scene for me, bro. I know you, you love it as well. All Valley Sports Arena, man. So Daniel takes yeah. Sam back there and shares the story, man. And So, what did you do? You're saying? Mr. Miyagi, it's over. No. It's over. Forget about it. No. I'm afraid. It's okay, lose to opponent. Must not lose to fear. No, I'm afraid. No. You stay focused. Are you best karate still inside you? Now time let out! Luckily I had Mr. Miyagi there to help me get my focus back. I got up. I finished the fight and I won. I guess Mr. Miyagi always had a way of fixing things. There's no question his advice was something I needed to hear. But ultimately, I had to be the one to get up and do something. I still live with the fear, Sam. We all do on some level. I just try to not let it ever win. Sam, you're the only one who could get up when you're down. No one else. I promise. I will be there always to help you. Just like Mr. Miyagi was there for me. I love it, man. You know, I love it because it ties into Karate Kid Part 3. And he just says, hey, you know, this is where I lost the fear. And so Daniel's sharing that story with Sam because here, here's here's why I love it, bro. Not not just because it ties back to Karate Kid Part 3, but I think it's important for us to share with others, to share with our kids, not just our victories, man. We got to be able to share our moments when we have been scared, when we have been afraid, you know, when we have experienced failure, man. We can't have people believe that our life is, you know, 100% success because reality is that's not the case, bro. We all experience success and failure, but it's those people that keep moving forward in spite of failure. You know, that's one of the things that I posted today, bro. It's the successful person is the person who keeps moving forward in spite of failure. It doesn't mean that they didn't fail. They did fail. But you know what? They kept moving. And so I love that Daniel's being open, transparent about that. And uh, 
But uh, it, it, I will say this, man. You know, he, he he is weak, and here's why he's weak because he tells her like, yeah, during the second tournament, he didn't even need to fight in the preliminary. <laughs> My bad. He tells her that he didn't even have to fight in the preliminary rounds, man. And so, I just gotta say that was weak. That was weak. That's one of a knock on part three. Yeah, and he was fresh. <laughs> he had a cakewalk to the finals, bro, and he still got his ass kicked by Mike Barnes. And so, I do love it for that, bro. I do love that we see a little bit of Mike Barnes from part three. He's the villain in part three. If you're not familiar with that. And but I do wish that they would have played, you know, they would have played some of the things that Mike Barnes said, you know, like, come on, LaRusso, get on the line. You're worried about karate is shit, you know. I wish they would have played that. But you know what? I they own did you. It. It, I own you. Yeah, they did it, but it's all good. Because you know what they did play? They played Miyagi, baby. And I love it, man. Miyagi's dope, dude. Miyagi's dope. He's like, no, you know, because Daniel's saying it's over. I'm afraid. I'm scared. And Miyagi's like, no. And he's like, it's okay to lose to opponent, must not lose to fear. Love Miyagi. Because, look, man, you're going to lose sometimes in life, but you just don't lose the fear. And so Daniel Todavia, bro, being hard-headed and shit, he's like, I'm afraid. And that I can see that's where Sam gets it, you know, the stubbornness. And then Miyagi, again, puts him in his place. Hey, focus. Daniel saying, your best karate is still inside you. Now, time to let out. So, you know, Sam notices, right, that, you know, she even tells Daniel, like, Miyagi had a way of fixing things. And I love what Daniel said. There's no question his advice was something I needed to hear. This is important right here, brother. But ultimately, I had to be the one to get up and do something. And I love that. Because it doesn't matter if you have all the advice in the world. It doesn't matter if you have all the tips, the best tips, the best strategies. It doesn't matter if you don't use it. You have to be the one who applies that information, applies that advice, and applies those tips into your life. So basically, the responsibility is on you. And I love how he continues and says, look, I still live in fear, Sam. I still live with fear. Excuse me. We all do on some level. We all have fears. We all have insecurities. But you can't let those things win. And he says, Sam, you're the only one who can get up when you're down. No one else. Love it, bro. Great scene. And then I love this. I can't forget this because this is something that I want to tell my daughter as well. I promise I will always be there for you to help you. I will always be there to help you. So anything you want to add to that? Great scene, man. This is a great scene. I love this scene. Very powerful, like you said, and I and I love how you uh, tied that in um, <clears throat> about you know not only just sharing our successes but also sharing our failures. I love that part. How you how you just mentioned that. Um, one of the things I just took down is I, I just love how they inserted Miyagi Miyagi's yeah, ear lesson yeah. into this into this episode, and I love that Daniel is passing down Miyagi's ear lesson to. Sam, you know, I love that. And, um, and then of course, uh, Sam at the end, after the end of that conversation, you know, Sam has that, like her, her face, she actually looks like she has some optimism and she's positive and she's smiling again, you know, after everything, she just self-disclosed her vulnerability and now she has hope. So that was just great. And so basically, you know, Tori is like her Mike Barnes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, did you notice that they that Daniel didn't mention him by his name? He just said my opponent. I did notice that, bro. And I'm kind of wondering, and again, I don't want to get off the track, but I'm kind of mm-hmm. wondering, did they do it intentionally? Because they didn't play any of his lines. 
Like I said, right. I wanted it. his lines are dope, dude. That's probably <laughs> one of the best things about part three. Like yeah. that scene was dope. You karate shit, you know. I love that, dude. Uh, so I don't know, man. Is is Mike Barnes gonna come back? I don't know. Hey, I gotta give a shout out though, man. He Sean, what's his last name? Kanan? Sean Kanan? Kanan, yeah. Sean okay, Kanan, hey, yeah. he he tagged us on a post on Twitter, man. So much love to Sean Kanan if he's Absolutely, listening. So, yeah. but you're right, bro. I did notice that. I did notice they didn't mention Mike. They didn't mention his name, Mike Barnes. And they didn't play anything with his dialogue from part three. So I don't know what's up with that. But, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, that, again, great team, man. And I love how you explained it, bro. It oh, great. thanks, man. Appreciate that, brother. All right, man. Take us to your next favorite scene. Okay. it's uh, I, I put down as the second to the last one. Okay. <laughs> this is Johnny at his new dojo, basically, at the park. <laughs> so then he starts off with this great speech. He's got his new students and Miguel, basically. Uh, lined up in formation and he's like this is day one we've been here before but things are different now they tried to tear us down it, it and it didn't work they said we needed a roof and four walls screw that um <laughs> this park will be our new dojo because we don't need a dojo to be a dojo yeah <laughs> Is that under is that understood? And everybody says yes sensei and then he's like I started Cobra Kai with one nerd this is a step up. And we see and Bert, baby. Gonna, <laughs> we see Bert. Bert is back, baby. Bert. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, if we're going to be taken seriously, we need a name that commands respect, a name that elicits power and dominance. Cobras are strong. They may be the king of the jungle, but the world is more than just a jungle. There's only one animal that can kill a snake. God, Bert. <laughs> a mongoose? And he's like a Beats real animal. Bert. I know. <laughs> A real animal. And then he's like, welcome to Eagle Fang Karate. And then, of course, you hear the hawk or the eagle sound, but it's like not as strong as when Hawk shows his tattoo. I don't know if you caught that. I didn't catch that. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, Mitch, like eagles don't have fangs. And then Johnny just hand throws him the T-shirt and um, he puts it on and it's obviously too small for too him. Small, too snug. <laughs> snug. <laughs> too, yeah. Mitch says, anyone else feeling a little bit snug? And uh, he's like, do some more sit-ups. That's me, and bro. Then, that's how I felt. Like, that's what I got to do. Do some more sit-ups <laughs> when I put on a t-shirt. <laughs> and it doesn't fit. <laughs> I yeah. if it's too small. I always tell, uh, like, my wife and anybody, I was like, man, the dryer shrunk it. You know, the dryer <laughs> shrunk my shirt. <laughs> I tell Isabella, I'm like, here, baby, hold this side. Let me hold this side. We're going to stretch this baby out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, here's the thing. What happens is, um, so after that, you see Hawkins and students arrive. Now I have a question for you. Okay. Okay. Well, actually I have two questions. I'm sorry. Two All questions. Right. Um, the first one is why do you think Johnny chose that dojo name? I have a theory that I read on social media that I'm going to share with you. But uh, I to okay. Okay. Uh, because he likes iron Eagle. Hi, there it is. Yep. He that's, likes that's iron it. Eagle. So I had to connect to that. And the whole Fang thing, he still likes Cobra Kai. So right. uh, with the whole thing with the name, let's go ahead and talk about it, man, because I was going to talk about it with you, man. When I when we did our season three initial reaction, so we did it January 1st, right? Right after we watched it, a couple of hours right after we watched the whole season when it came out, I said, man, I don't know about Eagle Fang. And to be honest with you, bro, I still don't know about Eagle Fang, but I get it. I get it why it has to be ridiculous because it's Johnny, right? It has to be ridiculous. It has to be crazy. It has to be off the wall. 
Uh, and so I'm not saying that I feel it because I'm still like, man, why don't you just take back Cobra Kai? But uh, I was I was watching it today, right before you know doing this podcast. Yeah, and I was like, damn, I may buy me an Eagle Fan Karate just because it's ridiculous, bro. I'm not it saying that I, I like you, it. I like it. You like it? Okay, I'm not saying I I'm, like it, dude. I love Cobra Kai better. Uh, but yeah. uh, but you you know what? You're right. That's that's good good uh good choice of words to use. It it grows on you, man. So uh, yeah, what's your next question, bro? <laughs> Okay, so the last part before he goes on to the next scene is, you know, as Johnny hands out the T-shirts, um, then you see Hawk and some of the Cobra Kai students come around uh, what looks to be like a tree or a bush. And um, so remember, uh, back at school, Johnny told them to, you know, to join his dojo. And um, did you believe Hawk was coming back in real time when you saw Hawk and some of the students turn around or around the corner? Yeah, I did because you know we even see we even hear excuse me, Johnny say I, I I haven't lost my touch, so he's all excited, and so I'm thinking yeah that was pretty cool the way they did that, and I was gonna talk about that you know that's that's I love what you always say misdirection so that's misdirection right there because I thought like damn hockey's back so yeah in real time I did think he was coming back man so yeah pretty good stuff man all right bro so before I, I add to that man just real quick uh. I want to point this out, man. I love, I love Yasmin. You know, um, this was before these scenes. So Yasmin, obviously Kyler was being an asshole. He, he hit Dimitri and, but Yasmin, you know, she gets her moment of redemption and here's why I like it, bro. Because again, I pointed this out before this show is kind of about redemption. You know, we see Johnny's redemption. Everybody thought he was an asshole. He was a bully. And now everybody loves Cobra Kai and they love it because of Johnny Lawrence. So the redemption, right? And so here Jasmine redeems herself. You know, she, you know, diffuses the whole situation with with uh, Dimitri. And so instead she writes something on there on his cast that, you know, makes makes Dimitri happy, basically, man. So I love that. And and here's why, because she says, look, I know what it's like to be laughed at. It sucks to have everyone laughing at you. So love that. Wanted to point that out. And then just the next scene, man, with Sam, you know, training, you know, with, with Daniel again, bro. Just again, just nice connection between Daniel and Sam. Love it. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, you yeah. know, the whole fishing trip, we didn't really break it down because we don't break down every scene. But there was a karate lesson with it. So I just started thinking, like, damn, is there is there something that I can do with Isabella? You know, maybe fishing that, it, that can help <laughs> her with soccer. So anyways, but all right, here, here's my question to not question, but one, some of the things that I want to add to that scene that you just talked about, man. So uh, Johnny was listing obstacles because, again, obstaculos is the name of the, of the episode. So uh, we've been here before. Things are different now. Obstacle number one, right? Things are different now. How, how is this new dojo going to be? They try to tear us down. Obstacle number two, you know, it didn't work out. So Johnny said, hey, we're going to overcome that. And then the next obstacle, they said we needed a roof and four walls. Screw that. So again, man, obstacles everywhere. But you know what, bro? With every obstacle, brother, with every obstacle, there's also opportunity. And that's what exactly. I want to point out. Every obstacle there's always opportunity. So let me break it down in Spanish. Con cada obstáculo encontrarás oportunidad, bro. So I love that, man. Yeah, dude. So just just a funny scene. You broke it down good. I just wanted to throw that in there, man. And oh, then, uh, yeah, then we see Hawk. We thought Hawk is coming back. You know, he's creeping back up, bro. And we see Red. We see Red, too, bro. <laughs> Red is my boy. Can Red Can Red get some lines, though? Red doesn't have no, any lines, something. bro. Just a <laughs> yeah, nod. Yeah, just a nod, bro. So we see Hawk, Red. And we're thinking, man, yeah, you know, they're coming back, but misdirection, like Johnny's like, make room. We got new students. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's all hyped <laughs> up. But then we see the rest of Cobra Kai. And I love the way that was shot, bro. I love it. Crease, 
Cree storms in. I'm going to use storms in because it's an army term, bro, right? Like the army, you know, yeah. Kreese is all about being an army and a soldier. And then Hawk, bro, Hawk gets all Tupac and stuff. He's like, I told you, I'm Cobra Kai for life. You know, thug life till I die. So he gets all Tupac, man. And then badass, dude, Kreese. Love it, dude. Just his shades, bro. He's wearing his <laughs> shades. He walks in with his troops, again, using army terms. And he says, don't worry, Johnny. I'm not here for a fight. Don't worry, Johnny. I'm not here for a fight. Yeah, then why the hell are you here? I'd like to make you another offer to come back to Cobra Kai where you belong. You're crazy if you think I'm ever teaming up with you again. Garbage you're feeding them. Shit they're pulling. It's messed up. And you're to blame for that. I have to disagree with you there. I care about my students. They're strong and they're true fighters. And they wouldn't make the mistake of showing mercy and ending up in a coma. This is it, Johnny. It's not going to be another chance. Good. You made your choice. And you are going to regret it. This was interesting for me, bro. They wouldn't make a mistake of showing mercy and ending up in a coma. So he's dissing Miguel. Wrong move, bro, because Miguel is like Johnny's son. And Miguel stands up to Crease, but then Hawk stands up. Did you see it? So for the yeah, first yeah. time, we see like, okay, there's going to be some beef between Miguel and Hawk. And then uh, Crease, the little arrogant, bro, this is it, Johnny. There isn't going to be another chance. Be another chance. <laughs> and then Johnny's like, good. And he says, you made your choice. You're going to regret it. And Cobra Kai walks away. And I got to say this, bro. Cobra Kai walking away like that. Pretty badass. So even though I'm Team Johnny, bro, at that moment, I was like, yo, Cobra Kai is badass, bro. So I guess that's why I was like, I wasn't feeling Eagle Fang, bro, because Crease in that little, you know, two-minute scene, man, with his troops, man, killed it, bro. What do you want to add to that? I just, one of the things I wrote down is just, you know, the odds were are stacked against Johnny because Cobra Kai is the stronger dojo, stronger, I guess, students, if you want to say. And, but he still is going to take his chances with Eagle Fang. You know what I mean? He's not going to take Crease's offer. You know what I mean? And so just like that, man, the, um, again, the obstacle, you know, and he's just going to ride or, He's going to write it out with his own troops. He's not going to, you know, fall victim to Crease's lies anymore. And he's going to stand up to him, you Man, know, or I'm, his dojo. You know what? I'm going to tie it to something you said, bro, that you said that you like when Johnny said, hey, you know, I took the easy way out. And him joining back with Crease would be the easy way out. Right. So he'd rather accept this obstacle, right, of starting up with nerds, with Bert, with Mitch, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> with Miguel, who we're going to see in the next episode that he's still not up to speed. Yeah, he can walk again, but he still doesn't have the strength, right? And so, yeah, I love that. I love that you said that, bro. I didn't even think about it like that. You know, he could have joined him. You know, and obviously we know why he didn't join him, but right. that would have been the easy way out. But he's like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna start this new dojo, Eagle Fang, and I'm going to overcome this obstacle. So that's pretty dope, man. I'm glad you said that, man. That's pretty dope, man. All right, man. So that it, unless you want to add anything else, man. No, no, that was it, man. You t- you covered it beautifully, man. 
Uh, we so, bo- yeah, and again, we both bad. have, bro. We both have. You know what I'm <laughs> we saying? Both did. <laughs> there we go again. There we go. You can't resist, man. You can't resist. Blood in, blood out, bro. That's the movie. All right, brother. So, what's your running back scene, man? Your top scene from this episode? Uh, it's got to be Daniel and Sam at the car after they finish fishing. You know, when she. Uh, at the car know, or at All Valley, bro? Oh, what did I write down? Oh, yeah, I just wrote it down at the car because I guess that's when he was persistent. Okay. But uh, the one at the All Valley is good, too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I just like the car because I think that's where Daniel, like you said, was persistent. And, you know, he those were the conversations he needed to have. And he got to the root of the, of the issue. You know what I mean? And then, of course, yeah, at the All Valley was the lesson. But, okay. yeah, I'm going to go with the one at the car. All right, so <laughs> mine is the one of him uh daniel and sam at all valley because again that's that's where he shares not only like i said not only his victories but also his struggles and his you know his fears and whatnot man so tell us your uh favorite quote favorite line dialogue from this episode oh it's it comes from uh the all valley their conversation at the all valley and when daniel tells her that ultimately you know i had to i had to be the one to get up and do something like basically it all falls back on you you know basically you have to make that choice so that's just i love that man you know you can, like you mentioned you can have all the advice all the tips but it's you you have to do the action all right brother hey you know what we're right there together man i had the same thing bro i had the same thing so i'm gonna go ahead and read it because i got it highlighted in my notes it goes like this there's no question his advice was something i needed to hear but ultimately, I had to be the one to get up and do something. So let me just go ahead and add this to it because I think it goes with this as well. Sam, you're the only one who can get up when you're down. So for everybody out there listening, man, if you're feeling down, hey, you're the only one who can get up. You know, maybe there's people who are trying to help you, but you got to be open to that help. So if you if you want to, you know, get out of your rut, it's got to be you who makes that decision. So, hey, just wanted to throw that out there because, again, uh, that's what we're about. We you know we're about encouraging you guys as well with what we get from this great show. So yeah, I love it for that, man. So yeah, we got the same thing. All right, brother, CK3, who are your top three? Can I just say though, before you go with your top three, this was yeah. tough, man. There's a lot of, yeah. a, a, lot, a lot of characters that could have got it, man. So I'm going to, I'm interested to, to hear where you're going with this, but who are your uh, top three? I think, uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, maybe what would be the most obvious, but uh, I took down uh, Johnny, of course. Okay. And, and I took down Daniel and I took down Sam. I took down those three, you know, uh, Johnny, of course, for number one, just being persistent, bro. And, and, you know, overcoming the obstacles and what he did with Miguel at the beginning, man, helping him get through that, helping him get through his obstacles, you know, and then finding the new dojo, thinking of the new name, just, you know, starting over and not being able to, and not resisting, resisting joining crease, you know what I mean? So and then Daniel just again for his role as a dad throughout this no whole doubt. scene. Oh yeah. Yeah. Him and Sam's and then of course Sam for, you know, expressing her vulnerability even though she didn't want to, she was stubborn. You know what I mean? She was trying to push Daniel away and, you know, just didn't want anything. But Daniel allowed her to come out of her shell and you know, it seems like, you know, her things have turned for the positive, not not completely cuz we're going <laughs> to see more in the remaining episodes, but you know, just, you know, how Daniel helped her and how Sam, you know, 
has a positive look for the future in her mind at yeah. least you could say well it was good to see her smile again man so it was good yes, to see her kind of you know overcoming her obstacle ah obstacles it was good to see that man so all right brother i'll agree with you with daniel i think daniel definitely killed it you know in this episode he did great uh, for me, Johnny kind of coasted, man. Kind of coasted in this episode. I'm not saying that he didn't do well, but he kind of coasted. And I guess my nitpick is that, Johnny, come on, baby. Cobra Kai was yours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Chris started it, but you resurrected <laughs> it, dog. Come on, man. So so Johnny's not in my top three for this episode, but definitely Daniel. I'm going to go with Miguel, man, for his leadership qualities. You know, standing up to Hawk. You know, standing up to Chris there at the end, man. So love Miguel for his qualities. And then give it to Sam as well, you know, for everything that you mentioned. Again, like I said, it's great to see her smile again. But uh, I want to give an honorable mention, man, because like I said, for me, there's a lot of people. So honorable mention for me is Yasmin, dude. Again, I just think yeah, he, I think this was her moment of redemption, man. Seriously, because yeah. in season one, can we just say she was a she was a bitch? Can we just say that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she, I mean, yeah. she acted bitchy. You know what I'm saying? So uh, and now, you know, she's showing that, OK, look, I know what it is to be laughed at. And I know what it is to be, you know, made fun of and, and kind of be treated like a, an outcast. And so, hey, man, you know, now she can relate to Dimitri and so she can kind of be there for her. So that's why I want to give honorable mention to Yasmin. Do you have an honorable mention? Anybody else you, if you know, you want to give it to? If it was, it would just be uh, maybe Miyagi, just how they inserted him into 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 this episode yeah. you know so definitely bro. I, would, I, would I, I thought about Miyagi. that too yeah for sure <laughs> all right brother here we go all valley trophies man zero to five man what are you rating this how many trophies is it getting for you uh i'm gonna give it a 4.25 man i just love the title and how they connected it and how just how the title made sense with all the scenes i guess is what i'm trying to say and um like again i thought daniel and sam's scenes were great and you know as and i can relate as i mean my daughter's still young but i know it's coming i know those talks and those conversations and all that is coming so for sure you know yeah that's why i gave this one 4.25 okay that's good bro that's good and hey man I, i can just tell you bro just uh the good thing is just knowing that those things are coming man so it's kind of like hey just be be prepared for it and just be open man whenever those obstacles come just know just know this bro just know this and this is for everybody as well and this is for me too that whenever obstacles come opportunities are there as well man so all right brother 4.25 huh well i'm not gonna lie bro you you kind of swayed me because i was like man it's 3.75 because of all the questions that i have you know johnny getting into school (laughs) why didn't johnny take back cobra kai but when you said hey i like the title and how it connected to what we saw i'm like ah okay Okay, maybe it's not a 3.75. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm going to go with a solid four, man. Solid four. Because, again, those questions solid are four. still there. But you're right. It's got some strong stuff. It's got some, got, it has a lot of lessons within it, man. I guess that's the thing. It has a lot of lessons within it, man. So, yeah, I'll give it a solid four. Oh, Valley trophies. All right, brother. Well, hey, three left, dog. Three left, man. Please. What do you want to say before we get out, man, and finish this bad boy up? Uh, just again, thank you to everyone for listening, you know, uh, for listening to our content. And again, grateful for you, bro, to let me come along this journey. And uh, again, bro, just love doing this show or love the show and love, you know, breaking it down. <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, hey, I just want to thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And as always, if you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to rate it on Apple Podcasts. And if you can, and if you would, please leave 
a rating on there as well. Or if you're listening on Spotify, make sure that you press that follow button so you know exactly when the newest Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast episode comes out. So until next time, brother, Cobra Kai never what? Dies. Cobra Kai never dies. All right, brother. Thanks, man.